David and Benny, a Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. They've been here singing Christmas carols all morning, getting ready, and uh, it's great. We've been eating uh, Christmas snacks and everything. So here's what's happening with Christmas in July. July 16th, from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., you can come meet us in the portico. We have, we're going to have a great Christmas tree out there and some lights, and we're going to be giving out Christmas stockings. And you know what we get to do with that, Pastor Sam? What? That's awesome. And this goes for the kids that are, these are distributed, distributed through the Salvation Army. It's Christmas in July. It's so exciting. So you're not going to want to miss that. Merry Christmas, everybody. And let's go to the Lord and pray. Name. Amen.
Wherever you're at at home, would you join us in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I would like to add my word of welcome to Pastor Andy's, and I say that I'm so glad that you're worshiping with us today. Of all the things that you could be doing right now, you're choosing to worship with us. And even if we're not in the same room together, we are connected to you. We want you to know that we love you and we are praying for you. If you have a specific prayer request, you can email it to us at fumc at gadsden at fumcgadsden.org. Or you can just write it in the comment line on our Facebook Live page or get it to us however and know that we are praying for you. We like to hear about your answers to prayer too, your praise reports, your God sightings, uh, whatever you're rejoicing over, we want to rejoice with you. And whatever pain that you have in your life, we want to lift you up in prayer. Um, We also want to remind you that we need your support. We need you to not just worship with us and not just Uh, study with us during our online Bible studies, but we need your financial support. If if you can give an offering, then we would really appreciate that, and your offering will go to to help our ministries continue in this community and around the world. You can give online by going to our website, fumcgadston.org. You can text to give. You can find out how to do that by going on our website. You can Uh, You can download our church app. You can drop it in the mail. You can uh, drop it by the church office. Whatever you need to do, uh, we appreciate you so much for doing that. So I would like to invite you now to go to the Lord in prayer with me. We will uh, lift our needs and lift our praise up to God as we pray together. Almighty and everlasting God, we bow before you today as humbly as we know how to, knowing that as we stand before you, we need you in every single way. We need you, Lord, to forgive our sins for we have failed you. We failed to live up to the standard that you have. We've uh, not been our best selves, Lord. There are times that we've not done what we should. There are times that we've left undone what we should have done. And God, there are times that we have just failed to bear the fruit that a follower of Jesus would bear. So forgive us. Heal those broken places in our lives, Lord. 
Keep sowing those good seeds into our lives, Lord, so that they might find root. And Lord, for those that we carry in our hearts, for those that we know need a special touch from you, we just lift them up to you. We trust you, Lord, to be there for them and to be their provider to provide the healing and the help and the hope that they need. God, heal our land. Heal our land because we need you right now. This has um, been difficult on everybody around the world. It's been difficult and there are people, Lord, who are getting sick and people who are dying and people who are just afraid. There are people that are taking their anger out in ways that are hurting other people. God, heal our land. Heal our land. Give uh, the leaders of our community, the leaders of our churches, the leaders of our nation, the wisdom, discernment, and clarity that they need. Help them to be bold and courageous. And God, help us most of all to follow you, to follow your example and your word. And now teach us to pray, Lord, the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. the kingdom and the power 
and the glory True worship uh, can take you to another place. And David, thank you so much for that beautiful song. It, it, it literally takes, takes you to another place and, and brings you on to another level of, of praise and thanksgiving. And I want to say um, a word of thanks, not just to uh, our musicians today, but I want to say a word of thanks to the people who work behind the scenes uh, Matthew and Sheila are back there. You can't see them right now, but I can. And I know how hard they have worked to uh, improve our worship experience, the sound and the video uh, process of that. Um, thank you guys for, for putting that work in. And I'll just say don't ever forget the people that work behind the scenes because you, you really need them. Um, today I want to invite you to turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 13. Matthew 13 verses 1 through 9 will be the story that we read and then verses 18 through 23 will be Jesus's explanation of the story. This is the parable of the sower, Matthew 13. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the, beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. And then down in verse 18, Jesus explains this parable. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth 
choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another, sixty, and in another, thirty. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Two children were playing in their church preschool, uh, one little boy and one little girl, and the little girl says to the little boy, hey, I know what let's do. Let's play house. And the little boy said, I don't know how to do that. What do you want me to do? And she said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to communicate. And the little boy said, I don't even know what that means. And she said, perfect. You can be the husband. I know you're laughing now somewhere, wherever you are. It is funny. It's funny, but it's not funny, right? It, it, it's funny because it's a corny joke, but it's not funny because uh, communication really is a problem. It's not just a problem in marriages. It's in problem. Uh, it's problem between friends sometimes. It's a problem at work a lot of times. It's a problem in churches. It's a problem everywhere, and it's not just today. It's a problem since forever. It was a problem when Jesus was speaking that day. Um, the reason that communication is a problem sometimes is because there's a kind of a tricky combination of three things that have to take place, that have to play together in harmony in order for communication to happen. There's the speaker, of course, and then there's the message, and then there is the hearer. If all three of those work together in harmony, then communication can take place. But do things get lost in this complicated process? Yes, they do. They often do. Now, there are barriers. There are things that block us from having good communication, and you already know about these. You already know if you've ever tried to talk to somebody that was in a different generation than you, that sometimes a generation gap can be a problem. Last Tuesday night when we were meeting with Mosaic, um, somebody, I'll just say in my generation, uh, made a comment that uh, they had been vaccinated with a phonograph needle. And I noticed that Pastor Andy had a blank look on his face, like, what are you talking about? Vaccinated with a phonograph needle, is that supposed to be funny? So I explained to him that the phonograph needle was the thing that went down on the vinyl album that, that goes wiki, wiki, wiki when the DJ does it like, you know. Uh, but it's a generational thing. When I try to explain to someone of a different generation what a telephone booth is, they're like, what? You know. So, and then there are cultural differences too. We have different expressions and different parts of the country, different countries that you live in, language barriers. Oh my goodness. Uh, if you don't speak the language, um, or sometimes if you do speak the language, you have different sayings, and it means something different. All kinds of things get in the way. And you know what a big problem is? Sometimes we just don't listen. We're distracted, right? Some of you are, like, looking at your phone right now, and you're, you're trying to do three things at once, and you're just distracted. So all kinds of things block our communication. Um, 
So, in the gospel reading today, in Matthew chapter 13, remember the three things you have to have for communication to take place. You have to have the speaker, the message, and the hearer. And all three of those really have to have integrity. The speaker today is Jesus. Okay, that's about as solid as you can get. Jesus. Jesus spoke in parables a lot of times, but he never spoke in riddles. He never told a lie. He never manipulated somebody. He never had an ulterior motive. The words that he spoke were the words that came directly from God the Father. So that's the message, and that's how solid the message is. Jesus doesn't just tell the truth. He is the truth, and he doesn't just love people. He is love. So the speaker is solid. The message is solid because it comes directly from God. So that's two out of the three elements. The speaker has perfect integrity. The message is perfectly trustworthy. So the only wild card in this whole process is the hearer. The hearer is the wild card. Because sometimes people just, just don't listen. It's like my, my favorite uh, Looney Tunes giant rooster, you know, foghorn, leghorn. He used to say, um, I say, I say, boy, I'm a pitching, but you ain't catching. Uh, so... Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If you don't know Looney Tunes cartoons, you at least know what it's like to be pitching and the other person's just not catching. And that happens. It happens. It happens when Jesus spoke to crowds. It happened when he told this parable. By the way, a parable is nothing but a little story with a big point. And sometimes you say, okay, well, what does that parable mean? That's, that's a big mystery. This one isn't a mystery. The parable of a sower is not a mystery at all because Jesus flat out tells us what the message is. He tells us what the point of the story is. He says the seeds in this story of the sower, the seeds are the words of the kingdom. And that's what Jesus did everywhere he went. He sowed the seeds of the kingdom of God, kingdom words, kingdom deeds. He sowed them everywhere. He, he sowed them in a ridiculously generous, extravagant manner. He just sowed them out among the crowds, not just among his disciples, but among people that he knew didn't get it. He just sowed everywhere he went. And that's really what we do when, when we fulfill the mission of our church do you remember the mission statement or what we say our mission for Gadsden First United Methodist Church is? To share Christ, to make disciples, to serve, and to give hope. When we do that, we're doing kingdom word-spreading activities. We are sowing those seeds, and we need to do it generously and extravagantly just everywhere we go. So that's the, that's the seeds. That's the kingdom words and then the soil in the story well the soil would be our hearts right or the hearts of the hearer whom whomever the hearer happens to be in this case it's us wherever you are and you're hearing these words as I tell you the words of Jesus you're the hearer when I read these words from Matthew 13 I'm the hearer that's who we are uh so there are four kinds of soil, four kinds of hearts, four kinds of hearers that Jesus talks about. 
in this story. There are, one is, uh, there are hearers that just won't get it. I would say those are the hard hearts. That's the, the path that Jesus talks about, where the seeds just land there. And then the birds of the air come and snatch them away. The, uh, the enemy of our soul just snatches them away. Nothing takes root. The hard heart. And then there's the shallow heart. That's those who appear to get it, but they really, really don't. So the third kind of hearer, the third kind of soil, are the folks that are really just too busy and too distracted to get it. That's the crowded heart. And then the fourth kind are those, and some will, there are some who just really, really will get it. The soil will be just right, and the seeds will bring forth fruit. Those four hearts, the hardened heart, the shallow heart, the crowded heart, and the fruitful heart. Now, the question that really gets right in our face this morning, wherever we are or tonight, whenever you're, whenever you're participating in this worship experience, what gets to us is, what kind of soil am I going to be today? That's the really important thing. And I want to confess something to you this morning. I've been all four kinds. I have literally been all four kinds of those soils, all four kinds of those hearers, all four kinds of hearts has been something that I've had. I know what it's like. I've been the one with the hard heart before. I've been the one who was not really teachable, not really coachable, because I was hardened. I wasn't ready to receive it. And because of maybe it was because of pain that I had endured. Maybe I felt like I'd been trampled down. Maybe it was just because of my pride. I just wouldn't listen. Or maybe it was because of my prejudice. I was prejudiced against uh, someone who was trying to to sow seeds into my life. But for whatever reason, I wasn't ready to hear. I couldn't get it. Has that ever been you? The hard-hearted one? I've also been the shallow-hearted one. You know, what I mean by that is there have been times that I've really been quick to jump on the bandwagon. I have, uh, you know, quick to say all the right words, but not so much on the commitment part. Uh, for You know, I would be in a church service sometime, and, and I would really feel convicted of God, and I would really just kind of hear the, mess, the, the word of the Spirit in my spirit saying, you, you know, this is you. This is, the, this is not going out to somebody else. It's going out to you. There's something you need to do. And then maybe the minister would give an invitation to do something or maybe to come and pray. And I would maybe come down to the altar and kneel down, and I would say all of the right things to God. And I make all the right promises to God and then get up and go my way. And the minute the going got tough, I'd forget everything I just said. You know why? Because my heart wasn't ready. There was a thin layer of good intentions, but there was no deep commitment and nothing could really, really take root. I just wasn't ready. Just wasn't ready. And then more times than I can count, I have been the crowded heart. 
You know, I have been the distracted hearer. I have been the preoccupied hearer. I've been thinking about my job or, you know, budgets and worries and problems and family and stress and material possessions and things. And I've had so many things crowded into my life. It was like a weeds in a garden it was like the good fruit couldn't grow because there were so many weeds crowding it out my life was so crowded with important things that there was no room for the essential things I want to stop and say that again because it bears repeating when my heart has been the crowded heart my life has been crowded so much with important things that there was no room for the essential things. Now, I'm talking about me here, but I'll bet I'm not alone. And then the fourth kind, I've been the fourth kind of heart too. I thank God there have been times when kingdom words have taken root in my life. When the seeds that were sown by kind and loving people over the years have found their way to a heart that was ready to hear it. And the seeds took root. I am so thankful. Y'all, I am so thankful for the people that loved me over the years and took time to sow seeds into my life. Kingdom seeds. I think about my grandmother. I think about my parents. About pastors and youth leaders and friends and mentors that I had over the years. I think about the people that took time and took the energy and the effort to be Sunday school teachers as I was growing up. And I've done that before. It's not easy. You know, it's not easy, but you're sowing seeds. And, you know, I've had the privilege of being able to go back and say thank you to some of my mentors and some of my Sunday school teachers and some people that were loving enough and kind enough to sow good seeds into my life. I've gone back and said thank you. Please take time to do that if you have a chance to, to do that. Because you know sometimes those seeds take root. And here's part one. I'm going to finish up with good news today. Part one good news and then part two good news. Part one good news is the harvest does come. So don't be weary in well-doing if you're the one that's sowing the kingdom seeds. And you think nobody's even listening. Sometimes they are. Sometimes the heart is ready. God brings forth the harvest. Okay? That's part one of the good news. Part two of the good news is that, and this is going to make us a little uncomfortable, because this is going to take some inward reflection. You see, we've had a little bit more time lately, haven't we? A little bit more time to examine our own fruitfulness because I don't know maybe we've been stuck at home maybe we've had more time to stop and think so maybe we have been honest enough to say when I look at the fruitfulness of my life I'm not really happy with it I'm not really I'm not really showing the outward fruit of good words and good deeds that a follower of Jesus ought to be showing. I'm not really showing and manifesting in my life the inward fruit of the Spirit, the 
love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control that Galatians 5 talks about. I'm not fruitful as I would like to be. So, yeah, that's hard. It's uncomfortable. But it makes possible part two of the good news. Part one of the good news is the harvest can come and God will bring it. Part two is the harvest can come even from lives that are as messed up as ours because of this. Because hearts can change. Hearts can change. And, and I don't know, maybe you've grown cynical and you don't really think that can happen. You say, well, people never change. But I want to tell you, I tell you from personal experience, hearts can change. Hearts that have been hardened by pain or pride or prejudice can be softened up by the Holy Spirit. Hearts that are, are shallow and just a little thin layer of good intentions and no real deep commitment, that ground can be reclaimed when with God's help we remove some of those rocks that are underneath and we dig them out and get them out of our lives. Hearts that are overcrowded with stuff and worry can be weeded out. Hearts can change. One of the most beautiful freedoms that we have, this whole month long we're talking about freedom, one of the most beautiful freedoms that we have is the freedom to have a change of heart. Listen to this invitation from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Because God can do amazing things, amazing things in our lives when we open up our hearts. And when we let God do the work of the master gardener, I mean, some things might have to go, right? Some weeds might have to get pulled. But we can. We can have a change of heart. Let us pray. God, we thank you for all of the freedoms that we enjoy. Um, we thank you most especially today that we can have the freedom to change. Because if we're honest, Lord, there are parts of our lives that aren't as fruitful as we'd like. Sometimes we just don't listen. Sometimes we're just not ready to receive those good seeds. Sometimes we're too distracted. I don't know. Sometimes our lives crowd out the essential because of the important. But today, Lord... Help us to harden not our hearts, but to instead to open them up and to let you do the work that you want to do so that our lives can be fruitful and bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this might be the part of the service where you would be thinking, great, uh, we're all done now. I can go to the kitchen and I can make myself a tomato sandwich with lots of mayonnaise and salt and pepper and, uh, you know. But look, resist that urge. Hold off for just a minute because after we sing this closing hymn, we, we have somebody uh, that 
came up with one of our seeds that was planted in our mosaic service who is going to join our church family today right after we sing this song. So don't run off, okay? Wait around for just a little bit. We're going to sing Wonderful Words of Life. It's number 600 in the hymnal. And then stay around because I want you to... uh, I want you to meet our newest church member today, okay? Number 600, Wonderful Words of Life. Alexis, I want to invite you to, to come. If you and Andy will come up here. Uh, Alexis McCollum has been a part of our Mosaic service on Tuesday nights for some time. And she has asked to be a part of our church family. She is moving her membership to this church from another denomination. So Alexis, welcome. And I just have one question for you. Will you be loyal to this church? And will you support it with your prayers, your presence? your gifts, your service, and your witness. Then welcome to you. I'm so glad. I'm so happy that you're a part of our family. You're already a part of our Mosaic family. And at some point in the near future, when all of these all restrictions are lifted, then we can have a lot of other people to meet you too. But welcome to you. And now, hear the benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit go with us all now and forever. Amen.